So last night we were talking about some of the different obstacles that arise in the path, and some of them, you know, are just really not that easy to navigate through, to finesse one's way through. So, you know, the kinds of things like anger and desire are pretty basic things that, you know, not only all human beings share, but all life forms share, you know, the kinds of basic uh, responses, you know. And so when stuff is activated in us, when things are very strong, there's often times when we're behaving in ways or we're doing things that we uh, we don't feel good about afterwards. And so, you know, part of the practice in not only being clear about, you know, what are skillful guidelines to be living with is also to get a handle on how does one bring forward memory about things that happened in the past in a way which is skillful. So I want to just spend a few minutes this morning talking about the difference between remorse and guilt because there's a huge difference between them. Remorse is a skillful thing to cultivate. It's a skillful thing for it to arise. And it's one of the things that allows the brightness of the world to shine because when people are able to do things and reflect on them and see the unskillful qualities that have happened, that is one of the components that makes it possible to change. If we didn't have that, it would be really, really hard to change. Okay? But remorse is categorically different than guilt. And the reason why is because remorse does not solidify a bad person. It does not make a bad person out of the clarity of what went wrong. Remorse sees things in terms of cause and effect. When there are these conditions, these choices, and these actions, there are these results. It looks at it in terms of cause and effect. It doesn't look at it in terms of, I am a bad person, inherently, ultimately, and entirely, and that that is, in fact, my nature is bad. What remorse does, it says, is that when these conditions are arising and these choices are made and these results follow, there is suffering. There's suffering for me and there's suffering for the other person. It doesn't solidify a bad person in that. Can you see the difference? It's really important to get it that there's a difference. It's not just a linguistic thing. It's a totally different approach to looking at stuff, okay? So in the course of a human lifetime, inevitably things have happened to us that have hurt us. You know, people have done things that have been really hurtful. So we have an opportunity to forgive others. Looking at the causes and conditions that have given rise to them making unskillful choices and the suffering that has resulted. So we can bring forward a heart of forgiveness to the harm that we've experienced as a result of unskillfulness that has happened to us. But I don't know anybody who's lived a life that hasn't made mistakes and has done things that they have felt, you know, that hasn't done things that they felt badly about. And so in the same vein, we also need to open up to our own 
opportunity to ask for forgiveness. To really check out, you know, what's, what have we done? You know, who have we hurt? You know, whose friendship have we betrayed or confidences have we betrayed? And it, it may have been even that we didn't, we didn't actually even intend it that way. But that was the result of the way the circumstances unfolded. And so we can take an opportunity to ask for forgiveness. But one of the things that we also need to look out for is is the ways in which we have betrayed ourselves, the ways in which we have known things and we have transgressed our own knowing. And again, it's often, that's often the case because the magnitude of the pain that's been entrusted upon us has been greater than our capacity to act skillfully within that. So as we are extending forgiveness, we also need to extend forgiveness to ourselves. You know, for the harm that we've done to ourselves, for the hurt, for the betrayal, for going outside of what we know to be true for not speaking up for when we needed to, for not holding our own integrity when we knew that was the right thing to do, for the ways in which we have been disrespectful to ourselves. So that gives a little bit of a context of the kind of next guided meditation, which is going to be a forgiveness meditation. So again, we're using memory to deliberately explore and see what's present and then with the qualities of the feelings that are present then making an invitation to forgiveness. Now, forgiveness is not a magic wand. There's no voop voop and it disappears, you know, where the feelings of hurt or the feelings of anger or the feelings of betrayal or the sense of shame associated with that just evaporates. But what forgiveness does is it brings forward the intention to be willing to let go. Because one recognizes that holding on to this stuff does absolutely no one any good at all, particularly oneself. So one brings forward an intention and starts to begin to generate and cultivate the conditions that are needed in order that the process of forgiveness can take place. So we make the intention and then let go of the expectation of when and how it actually happens. But when we're clear about the stuff that we're still holding on to, then that actually helps focus where our work is. You know, what is actually gripped and where is our energy going? And when we know that, that can help us in our the kind of moving through life in a sense of easefulness and peacefulness and clarity, where we live really without regret, where each day is a complete, and at the end of the day when we rest, there's nothing residue from the whole day. So like with anything, there's sometimes useful to have clearing sessions, you know, like spring cleaning you know, even though we clean the house, there's dust that accumulates in the corners. Well, the same is in true with our internal world. Even though we can make an intention to live our lives where there's no residue, 
it's sometimes helpful just to stop and take stock and just really let all of the things that have happened for which there's any kind of residue to come up to surface and to focus on it. So in the evening chanting that we did the other night, where one's asking forgiveness from the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha, there's a kind of general, generic willingness to acknowledge if there's anything that has happened that I've done in my body, in my speech, or in my thoughts. You know, this is a time to acknowledge it and let it down, let it go. So... enough for an introduction. If you need to stand for a moment or two before we do the guided meditation, please feel welcome.